0: Hello and welcome back to the Clarent Blue podcast. My name is John Townley. I'm filling in for Dan Rollinson today and I'm joined by Aston Villa correspondent Ashley Priest, who's just seen Aston Villa lose 2 1 to West Ham United at the London Stadium. Ash, your thoughts on the game, your immediate thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, London Stadium is so quiet, John. You wouldn't believe it. It's like a a library in there today. It's so bad. Um, And that, that, that was the game in the first half, really. It was played at a snail's pace. I thought it was. Quite laboured. Both teams were like that, to be honest. Um, nothing much in the game in that first half. And you think when Antonio's injured and West Ham are making a few changes, you think he can really get the tails up here. But in the end, a bit, a bit of brilliance. I think I don't think everyone's spoken about Yamalenko's finishing off. It's just incredible finish. I know he's had a bit of time um, to, to, to strike home, but yeah. take nothing away from the finish. And that, that got West Ham ahead. And like, like Gerard said, just here now, he said the game was done in. in couple of moments and that, that seemed to be the case Villa give the ball away for the second goal West Ham advance on the counter no, no bodies there in terms of Villa and the score the match killing second so nothing nothing too much in it really um, Villa looking to emulate West Ham as we know their European aspirations and to be like that so yeah disappointing mate obviously the, the, uh, the buzz and the, the, the momentum's been burst a little bit now so on to Arsenal next week but plenty of positives to take and um be interested if he freshes things
0: up. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think, in general, it was a really even game, fine margins. I think it, that, that yeah. goal almost encapsulated, it, didn't it? It was that moment of quality. Um, and there's a fine margin, almost. You know, Martínez sort of tipping it into the side net and almost not, not that he, would, he could do much more than that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, as, as you mentioned, Jared saying before the game that West Ham's a blueprint, and I think today showed that almost. You know, we're not a million miles away. We're a couple of additions away from becoming a team that can go to a West Ham and, and you know compete for 90 minutes and possibly take more than, um, well, obviously we've lost today, but take, take away points. Uh, I thought, you know as you say, going two goals down, that was a sucker blow, wasn't it? That second goal. Um, if we stay in the game and don't uh, concede those two goals, you know cheap counter-attack and, again, a good finish by Amalenko, but giving far too much space inside the box, if we stay in the game and keep it a nil-nil, Come the 80th minute, you make your own luck, don't you? And with the quality that we have, you know, obviously we're getting that one goal. Um, could have potentially got a second as well if, if, we, if we scored um, before we did. But, Ash, what did Gerrard say after the game? Any, any main takeaways from the presser?
1: Yeah, I mean, Matthew, and he was asked where Villa really short compared to West Ham at the moment. And he, he said what well, one area and he, it's quite, quite an elusive term. He said profile, stature. So, by that, I mean, he waxed lyrical about Declan Royce today. He thought he was yeah. superb, Gerard said that. So, I think you're hinting at there, if Villa had a Declan Rice in their team as the base of their midfield, that they'd be a, a much better much better team. So, you'll probably whip up a, whip up a transfer story tomorrow, mate. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was definitely tipped towards that. Declan Rice, certain profile, even when defending crosses and stuff like that, John. Um yep. the, 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 the shift to get the ball, kick the ball away from the goal, from Zuma, Dawson today were very good and, and Cresswell at left-back. A defensive shift from West Ham was, was pretty good today. So, I think Gerard took a lot a lot from that. Um, and yeah, that was his most telling, telling remark, really. That's where Villa are short compared to where West Ham at the moment. It's one thing, profile and stature of a player. So, he was asked, uh, can he address that within, within his group? He said he would look to do that. But given time, I think we'll see in the, in the sort of transfer window, Villa will look to um, address that issue, possibly in the middle of the park. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a main takeaway. Quite a funny line about um, no kissing tonight for Douglas Luiz. I thought was quite funny um, because he's got a nasty gash to his lip. He's busted yeah. his lip open big time. I haven't seen any close pictures. Was it a bad one? Yeah, guess.
0: there was a, um, a freeze frame of it and his mouth was all over the place. am almost yeah. by the bottom of tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he's only stitching up. So, I guess Douglas will be okay for, for, the, for the weekend against Arsenal. Lucas Dean, John, I think he's struggling now. I think he's got a hamstring issue, as we know. Joe, I said Lucas did say he was okay. But obviously he's a major note for Arsenal, so we'll see the we'll see the grading on that. Possibly a tear, we'll see. He'll have an MRI scan. So Dean probably out of the Arsenal game. Looking at it, but yeah, lots of bumps and bruises in the dressing room for Villa. Callum Chambers took a nasty whack to the head, as we know. Gerard called it a forearm smash from Dawson, but he had no with West Ham's physicality today, so yeah, um, yeah, I think we'll take a lot from this this uh, result and the manner of the defeat. A bit naive from Villa at times and. You can see what I was trying to do today. It really kept the ball much better today and tried to try to sting out of West Ham's attacks and they're trying to slowly build up. But I think creativity today lacked a bit of that. To be fair, but I think the game plan was to stop Royce from playing. I think I seen, I seen Danny Ings dropping on Royce countless times. He was following following him around like a bad smell. And then uh, yeah, a moments, isn't it, John? Ings scores at one. Fabianski tips onto the post. Really get the nose in front. It's a different game. So yeah, fine moments like you say and. A big learning game for this for Villa and Gerard,
0: yeah, definitely. I think, as you, as you mentioned, so the Declan Rice thing, he wants that presence. Obviously, we've been linked as well to Calvin Phillips, not just exactly. this week for quite some time now. And Calvin Phillips is almost a you know a duplicate of um, of Declan Rice, especially in that England midfield as well. You see how they work, so that's probably the biggest hint that we're going to get for some, yeah, uh, some weeks before the summer window, too. Uh, I Almost taking on what you say there about the Watkins and Coutinho and Danny. I think the game plan was working really well up until we conceded. I think Gerard, he wants to build from those solid foundations, doesn't yeah. he? Um, let those guys do their, do their, um, do their thing, express themselves, be confident on the ball. Yeah, but I think that was, I think you'd say, flat maybe what we today. I think struggled to maybe combine with the sort of well drilled team that West Ham have and the players that are obviously gonna try and nullify that. Um, yeah, so how did you think those of uh, those three combined? Because obviously, so many goals in the last couple of weeks as well.
1: Yeah, I, thought, I asked Moza about Coutinho and his set today. He said that that was part of their game plan. It could probably yeah. be about game plans of every manager. But uh, I thought Coutinho picked the ball up a bit too deep today. Uh, I don't know whether West Ham pushed him a bit further away from their goal, which is, which, which worked a treat for them. But yeah, like you say, a bit, a bit laboured today. I think the Leeds game took it out of Villa given what, the, what they did there on Thursday. Gerard did, hit, did admit afterwards, perhaps he needed to inject a bit more freshness on the hour, I suppose, a bit later on. So, by that time, the game is like away from Villa. So, yeah, big learning game for Gerard, like I say. And he possibly should have freshened things up a little bit sooner. I thought Santon was going to come on at half-time. He was getting, getting well-worked uh, by the fitness coach. and Yeah, I mean, Leon Bailey coming on, Buende getting his assist as well. Nice goal for Ramsey to score. That's a big confidence boost over him. That's his sixth in the season. He'll take yeah. something from that. I thought Ramsey was, Ramsey was decent today. Carried a threat, driving forwards. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the, the three didn't link up as well today. Daneen's had his big chance. Watkins worked hard, as he always does, and forced the errors. And Coutinho was, just picked up the ball a little bit too deep today. We are him a bit more further field to, to cause his damage. So, I thought West Ham did a good job on Villa's attacking three today. I, I really did. So, we'll live and learn with that one.
0: Yeah, I must have that might have been a tactic for Gerrard, especially in, I think there was a little moment or 10 minutes or so in the, in the first half when West Ham was starting to get back in the game. So we obviously started quite well. Um, yeah. They just wanted someone to take the sting out, bring Coutinho a bit deeper. But as you say, I think as the second half sort of walk around, Coutinho is coming into those positions where you don't yeah. need him really. That's where you need someone to play the ball. Maybe, again, a Calvin Phillips almost quarterback yeah. position um, to start things up from a different position. Let your attacking players do the do their stuff, as I say. Um, I thought... The substitutions you say, Morgan Sanson. Again, countless questions in the comments right now saying, "Why isn't he coming on? Why isn't he um, being allowed to make that difference?" How, how did you rate the substitutions? Obviously, Leon Bailey comes on a little cameo, and um. Yeah. Well?
1: I was having a chat in the press room before this. So, I mean, what, what does the future hold for the Villa's wingers? You got Tr- Burton right there, Leon Bailey, okay. Gerard loves to play comp- compact in midfield, doesn't he? You like he's played two tens previously. He's playing two nines now and a ten, as we know. What's the future hold for your Baileys and Churrae and people like that? So. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Sanson would come on and try and kick the ball a little bit better. We look at giving it away um, in that second half, especially. So, um, yeah, but straight, I can't point the finger too much. I know what he's trying to do with bringing Leon Bailey on. A bit of pace, a bit of purpose, trying to force the issue a little bit. West Ham were tiring after their Thursday night exploits at Sevilla. So, they tried to exploit that. And yeah, um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know what I mean? And it didn't, didn't work off today. Bailey had a little moment where he chopped inside and had a shot and that kind of, we're talking about him, but yeah. Um, I can't, I, can't, I don't know, I don't know, um, criticizing the manager too much over changes. But today, perhaps being in Sanson, might have worked a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. So, well. I think it's always difficult against West Ham. They seem to be a bogey side at the moment, don't they? Yeah. But I mean, I, I look at it and I'm, I'm with you. I can't really criticize Jarrett too much because if I was in that position, I haven't got a clue either, to be honest. Because <laughs> they're so well drilled, they're so compact, um, really hard to break lines, and that's them coming after, um, coming off the back of a severe. Um, a, a trip to Severe as well, so them you know have, if they had fresh legs too, you know, obviously mm. the is four one, really really good team. Um, one comment said that maybe a shake justified for the next game. Obviously Arsenal at home on Saturday, is that fair or or do we look at the last couple of weeks and say, you know, three three wins, no goals conceded, um, an off game against West Ham, maybe, uh, yeah, a shake up.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you'd, you'd probably be right to do so. They lost today, um, off the back of three wins, so you'd think there'd be a change there. Just. Any Boandier coming for you? Would you say, or what, what change would you make on the face I of think, it? I think it's, always, it's tough, isn't
0: it? It is, especially because again, you're coming off those free wins. But then, what? How do you? How do you integrate these players after? I know. After leaving them out when they're winning, it's all going well. But when when you lose, it's almost that excuse to you know start changing things. I think if if we definitely persist with this formation and it continues to work, then that's fair enough. But I do think your players like Boandiers and Baileys, because there's literally no place for them in that team as it stands. Mm. Um, in terms of positions, they will be thinking, you know, what—not necessarily what, what does my future hold, but how will I get back in this team and how am I supposed to, um, yeah. you know, make an impact on Gerard if I can't even get on the pitch and play my preferred position? So I, I'm not—I'm not too sure. Against Arsenal, it's—it's it's whatever game plan works against against them, I suppose. I'd like to see that midfield be compact as, as it has been in recent weeks. Um, again, bearing on Douglas Luiz, really, how do you sort of negate that because? We don't really have that number six do at the moment, especially when the camera no. Hopefully he comes back for Wolves. Um, I think it is or that's the game that he at least might be in the not in the squad. Mm-hmm. So it's it a really tricky one. And it's, I think Gerald and analyze where we're at um, tomorrow or over the week, and then he'll discuss um where we need to go from there. But I'm I'm not too sure on my changes to be fair at the moment. I think it's it's all again with bumps and bruises this week, aren't, aren't we? So we yeah. don't want to change, uh, change too much. Um, what do you think of those games coming up? Because it's Arsenal, then it's uh, then we've got a break, then we've got Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool, all coming up yeah. in the next month or so. You know, that's that's quite some run.
1: It is, yeah, it's quite some run. So we learn a lot about the team then. Um, yeah, a bit of a setback today, like I've said, coming up against a side you want to be overlapping and overtaking, like I say. But yeah, it's going to tell us a lot about the Villa where they're at at the moment. There will be some bumps in the road um, in the next few weeks. We know that. Well, Villa are getting close. I mean, last time they played West Ham, they got absolutely battered, didn't they, at home? Um 4 yeah. 1, I think it was. So they're getting closer to these, these sides now. And Gerard said that afterwards in here. Um, it's just about trying to execute the game plan a little bit better, taking your chances when, when the 40 are a bit like West Ham did today with Yarmolenko popping up. Yeah, key moments like that. Do you know what I mean? The good sides take their chances and Villa need to start doing that. They, they have done it in recent weeks, like we know, but had the Ings went, went in today that, that chance there, could have been a different story. So, yeah, Arsenal next, like you say, and Wolves is a Tough game at Molyneux, That'd be a, like a cauldron. Like, that they always fancy themselves against the Villa. So, yeah, I'm, I'm relishing it. It should be a challenge. of players relish as well. And hopefully, we end the season in a real flurry. Um, be, like you say, massive season, isn't it? A lot of the fringe players will move on, and I think I think players now are fighting their fighting for their futures. I mean, a couple didn't get on today. So. so, yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to this little period we're having now Arsenal at home next week. Full crowd at Villa Park again, and um, hopefully, we we'll bounce back and bounce back in style.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think those are the games you want to kind of not necessarily weed out the weak players or the players who uh-huh. don't want to be fighting for what we're looking for. But those are the games that the players need to turn up in. It's um, so all well and good doing it against the uh, you know your mid-table teams like Southampton's, although they're very good teams, Brighton as well. Um, mm. But you playing teams that fighting for Champions League now, as we saw against West Ham today. You know, plenty, plenty, plenty of positives to take. But yeah, in the next few weeks, we'll know more about the team where we're at. Mm. Massive summer ahead, but um, I think that's all we've got time for today. Ash, thanks for joining me.
1: I'll die back from a train. Yeah, cheers, all. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. And thanks to everyone else uh, for watching. Make sure you catch us next time on the Clarence Blue podcast.